Rowdy, good morning. How are we doing today? Morning, yeah. It's... What'd you do last night? I mean, there's nothing really to watch. I actually just continued to uh, mess around with my card collection. Oh, the, I thought you were done with that thing. No. No. Uh, find any more Close gems? Now. Find any more gems in there? Now I'm at the point where I ran out of uh, binder pages <laughs> and still have like <laughs> huge bricks of cards. Do left. they still send those or sell those binder pages? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm imagining sure so. Uh, I saw, not to get on a, on a card tangent already, but... It was, I think, in the Milwaukee area, there was... Now, I know you're not interested in this, but for some reason, a lot of people are, and it also has a lot of money involved in it. Pokemon cards. There was a giant fight, I think, over the weekend in uh, a Target. I think it was the Milwaukee area. I I thought... I maybe read that. I thought it ended up being tragic, and maybe someone got beat to death, or maybe like inches of their life over Pokemon cards, Rowdy, because... Uh, this is how this card thing is now just come, you know, at this at this tipping point here, with baseball, football, basketball, and I guess Pokemon cards. And then Target said they're no longer going to be selling cards in that location. <laughs> I didn't even know they still sold Pokemon cards. I, I had no idea either until someone was beat with inches of their life over probably a holographic Charizard, and then uh, the Target's like, you know what, we're just not going to sell these anymore. So tis tis tis. Look at the Pokemon people ruining it for the Remember rest of us. Remember when uh, you had a bunch of people walking around with the Pokemon Go? <laughs> what was that? A handful uh, of summers 20, ago. I think it was 2018. I want to say, but yes, I do. I'm, I'm imagining you did not get in on the craze. No, I laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see your Target halts sale of cards after a store brawl. Target announced Thursday it was temporarily pausing the sale of all trading cards, including Pokemon cards, after a brawl outside one of their targets, as a 35 year old man was beat up by four other men. Over the trading cards. So there you go, Rowdy. Um, it wasn't because the basketball, baseball, football market for cards right now has never been hotter. And apparently the Pokemon trading cards are so hot, too, that people are are t- teaming up on a poor 35-year-old man and beating the hell out of him for maybe a holographic Charizard. Pretty crazy. Man, could you imagine you're a big either Pokemon collector or sports card collector? <laughs> You got to feel for all those Yu-Gi-Oh card collectors. Yeah, what about the Yu-Gi-Oh guys, man? What about or Digimon? Do they still got cards out there? What about Man, you picked the wrong one to get into. The Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I haven't thought of that since I was like a like a middle schooler. Yu-Gi-Oh. What a game. Uh what a show. Yeah, Target in Wisconsin went into lockdown as a 35-year-old man was beat up over sports trading cards. No, no, no. Let's not let's not drag the sports trading cards into this. It was Pokemon cards, okay? So, <laughs> I guess you really got to catch them all no matter what, dude. And Target said they're going to suspend the sale of cards and well, not sounds sure like how long. Sounds like that 35-year-old man did catch them all. <laughs> Caught all these hands. Yeah, he got he was on the wrong end of catching them all. Target said, "Quote, the safety of our guests and our team is our top priority." Out of an abundance of caution, we've decided to temporarily suspend the sale of MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards within our stores effective May 14th. <laughs> uh, this is what we've come to, Rowdy. Dude, I'll be completely honest with you. Oh, I, so I, that's so funny. I got a lot Sorry of cards. Sorry for that 35-year-old guy, but that's so funny. <laughs> I, I have a lot of cards from back when I was, uh, we'll say, anywhere from like first grade to like seventh grade. Yeah. And... I don't think I ever went to a Target to buy sporting cards. <laughs> like, right? 
Like there were specific shops, like or at least there were in the area where you yeah. could buy sports cards. You didn't go to a Target. In that, Do- like in Dodgeville, there was a sports card store. Exactly. Like a, like a specific. Who the hell card goes store. to Target? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just dying. I don't know why I'm dying so bad. I'm just imagining some 35 year old guy wanted this pack of Pokemon cards, and he just gets his ass beat by four other dudes who want Pokemon cards. I don't understand it. Like, Rowdy, I, like, what's the prize possession you have right now? Isn't it like a LeBron James rookie card? Yeah. I would. I could see someone getting their ass kicked for over trying to steal your, you know, your LeBron James card. Not a freaking Bulbasaur. <laughs> or a Squirtle. <laughs> or a freaking Pikachu, dude. Oh, I've heard a lot of Pokemon names that I know. It's so insane. This is how crazy the card market has gotten, though. Oh, sorry, I'm dying right now. Look at this. What is this? Our guy, um, Billy. What's up, Billy? Good morning. He just messaged me a Kobe Bryant card that's autographed. Is that, Rowdy, is that worth $32,000? I, I have no idea. You'd have to look it up. No, there's the, there's the price tag on it. Is it 30? Am I reading that looks wrong? looks like it would, what it would say. $32,000? Okay, I can see someone getting their ass kicked. Trying to get one of these. Like, if Target had these on sale, I could see a brawl happening for an autographed Kobe Bryant jersey card worth $32,000. Oh, sorry. I did not I did not think that we were going to be talking and laughing about Pokemon cards at 6 10 in the morning. I apologize for that. Well, here's the thing. So, I still have probably about <laughs> five big bricks left of uh, stacks of cards. Yeah? Got you so many and cards. That's a lot of cards. I've went through and... Completed all the uh, the sheets that I could, uh-huh. so now I'm gonna have to go buy more pages, and I will be going to a trading card store. Yeah, don't go to Target. Not a Target because they're gonna, they suspended all the sales of all this stuff because because of people fighting over a Pikachu. <laughs> oh yeah, well I went to a, when I growing up as a kid a card store, and it's obviously no, it's not there anymore. It's you know the card industry. Roddy, when did this start picking up? And I don't know how we got in this topic, but when did no, this start picking up? Like four, three years ago? It's like started skyrocketing? Four years ago? Like really skyrocketing? I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you. I had, I guess you would say, been out of the game for so long. Well, yes. I mean, I have a bunch of cards too, but I'm just not even interested in them for the longest time because I thought they were now worthless and meaningless and no one gave a crap. But now you got people beating the hell out of each other. You know, at at a premium, trying to get these cards. I was actually playing cards at a buddy's this winter, like, and he he was like, "Yeah, one of my buddies was uh, selling one of these cards for like a couple thousand dollars." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, huh? he goes, "Yeah, dude, the card market's it's hot as hell right now. You should go through all your stuff." And that's when I started it. That was like, I think that was like back in February. I didn't probably get to it until like March. Well, what was it when COVID first hit? We literally had nothing to talk about besides like marble racing and whatever because everything was shut down. It was Stick, a guy that works here. He's in the commercial department here uh, at Midwest Family Broadcasting. And he we he came, came on the show once to talk about, you know, the card market. And he's like, it's booming. It's the biggest it's ever been. And then you hear old stories like my stepdad's like, yeah, when I was a kid. How old was my stepdad? He's like early 70s. He's like, yeah, when I was a kid. You know, growing up at the farm, my dad thought these baseball cards were a bunch of junk, so he just took them to the side of the road and threw them out of the car when we were driving. And I'm like, well, what kind of cards do you have? And he was rattling off, like, all of the cards now, Rowdy, that are like, yeah, I had, like, a, you know, I had, like, Babe Ruth, I had Mickey Mantle, I had this, I had that, I had that. And I'm just like, your dad 
probably threw away like tens of thousands of dollars worth of cards right now, if not more. So he's well, like, that's why they're that's why they're expensive because a lot of people did that. Yeah. So yeah, and they're the market's they're insane. Old. Yeah, the market's insane right now. So if you got baseball cards. I would highly suggest not beating the hell out of other people uh, to get them. Check your stash that you have. Go through them like Rowdy's doing. He's been doing it for like, how many months have you been doing it now? Like two months? Yeah, but it's not all the time. Yeah. Since probably March. And Rowdy's got some good gems. He has got some good gems. But just keep this in mind. If you do come to his house, he will beat your ass if you try to steal his LeBron James rookie card or other cards. All right, Rowdy. (laughs) Target. Uh, let them let them fight. I say let them fight. You put a ring around the Pokemon s- section and you let them duke it out to see who truly is the master of all the Pokemon cards. Let them fight. RJ, good morning. Well, hey there. What's up? You know, it's uh, it's another day, another dollar. Another night to make <clears throat> holla. Okay, that's three six mafia. All right, so I asked Nelly, like, what are you doing last night? There's no Brewers, there's no Bucks, there's no, obviously, Packers, there's no Badgers. He was going through his uh, card collection again. And I don't know if you're listening to the <laughs> yeah. Target and people getting their ass kicked for Pokemon cards. What did you do last night? Did you kick someone's ass for some Pokemon cards? Yeah. I had surprised I got in the news, but that's weird. <laughs> well, I mean, what did you do last night? I did nothing. Did you, like, what did you do? I uh, jumped from hockey game to hockey game with the oh, NHL playoffs. Oh, the NHL playoffs are in full swing. Yes, indeed. I forget. Uh, you are a big hockey guy here. Um, I mean, granted, the the game I started went into overtime, and then I was just like, I don't want to stay up for this. <laughs> yeah, I'll get I'll, I'll figure out what happens in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but Rowdy had this interesting article in or headline in Gone in 60, where he got up the national headlines. And it was the Braves pitcher on Sunday. The Braves played the Brewers. Brewers ended up uh, scoring the most runs they have all season. That was 10 runs. In fact, those 10 runs were more. uh, They had scored more in that one game on Sunday than they did the last five. That's how bad the Brewers offense has been. Uh, So the Brewers offense, abysmal. Bad. Not good. Not great. Braves pitcher. And how do you say his name again, Rowdy? Enoa? Yeah, it's... uh... Oscar Enoa. Oscar Enoa. It was the Braves starting pitcher. And after or during the game, I should say, on Sunday. Now, I didn't even hear about this till Rowdy mentioned it last segment. But Enoa, after <laughs> the Braves are going to be without the right-handed starter because he punched the dugout bench and broke his pitching hand following his Sunday start against the crew where he allowed five runs in four and one-third innings. He'll be sidelined for at least a couple of months, which means he'll be out until after the All-Star break. Rowdy, is this guy one of the most mentally soft guys in all of sports if the Milwaukee Brewers offense is causing him to punch the dugout and break his hand? And remember, the Brewers from that game were still 2 for 15 with runners in scoring position. <laughs> How is this guy? Well, maybe maybe the guy just expects uh, excellence from himself, and he goes, these crappy Brewer hitters still had two hits off of me with runners in scoring position. I, I guess that's got to be it, I think. Like, they can't get a hit off of anybody. But they got some but off of me? But they got two of them off of me? I'm so mad, I'm going to take my frustration out on this bench with my fist. Wow. 23-year-old Enoa, key contributor for the Braves this season, in 44 and two-third innings across eight starts and one relief appearance. Uh, in 2021, he has pitched to a ERA of 3.02, 50 strikeouts, and 11 walks. 
In five of his eight starts, he's allowed one or zero runs. Sunday was his tipping point, and the Milwaukee Brewers literally broke him. Wow. The Brewers offense. I can't, I can't. I'm going to go look at his line here. Well, how many wild pitches did he have that brought in runs? Two? His ERA, or I'm sorry, his earned run, or yes, his earned runs, he had five earned runs. Yeah. Wow. And this guy couldn't handle it and broke his hand over the Brewers offense. You hate to see it. Uh, And then there was this, Rowdy, something that, uh, this is why we can't have nice things. What happened with Garrett Cole yesterday? Yeah, he passed Corbin Burns for most strikeouts without a walk. Throughout a duration during the season. So, not to start the yeah, season. Not to start the Burns season. still has the record to start the season. Yep. But Garrett Cole now has the record at 61 for 61 strikeouts, zero walks. Well, obviously, Corbin Burns has to go out there the next time he pitches, which is tomorrow, and start a new streak. Yes. that's. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's simple. Because Burns ended at 56, right? Was that what it was? No, 58. Or 58, yeah. excuse me. I didn't mean to short Burns, those two. Sounds like you did. My apologies. My apologies. So today, I mean, yesterday, Brewers nothing. Today, Brewers back at it. Is the Royals to continue on what happened Sunday with Enoa uh, getting so mad, giving up five earned runs, uh, you know, some hits here and there? Are, is the Royals the perfect team, Nelly, RJ, to continue on with these sticks? Brandon Woodruff is on the mound, so you know you're going to have a nice little gem. The Royals have been uh, pretty crappy as of late. Is this the uh, slump buster that the Brewers desperately need? No. No? no yeah, this team can make anybody look like a Cy Young candidate. <laughs> Rowdy? Well, I'll say this. If the Milwaukee Brewers are going to come out of their slump, it has to be against the Royals. This is this is the best yeah, candidate. No, it is, but this it's is not, the slump buster. You know? This is it. I'm being a pessimist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is not, you know, judging by the season so far, RJ, you're not far off base there. So, <laughs> unintended. Hi. They're two and twelve in their last fourteen games. The Royals are. <laughs> Yikes. Two and twelve in their last fourteen. What are the Brewers? They're bad, but they're not that bad. <laughs> the Brewers, the Brewers in their last six are two and four, so the they Brewers. already in half the game. The Brewers are four and six their last ten, so it's almost five hundred. So the Royals are two and eight. There you go. This is the slump buster. But RJ, the pessimist that he is today, said, "Watch the Brewers make the Royals look like world beaters." Wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> All right, hang on. Well, and, uh, okay. If you if the Milwaukee Brewers offense can't get going after they did put up ten runs, they did put up more than double digit hits. You got a a pitcher to freak out and break his hand because of what you actually did, and now you go to Kansas City, who's the coldest team in Major League Baseball. That's won two out of their last fourteen games. It's colder and, than being cold. And, and the guys that you have on nice the mound cold. for the two game series are Woodruff all right, all right, and Burns, all right. your top two pitchers. Not only That's on a two your, game series, yeah, not only on your staff, but probably two out of the top five pitchers in baseball when it comes to ERA this year. If you can't win, jeez, quit. Jeez, <laughs> I mean, quit. They've already lost multiple times with those guys on the mound. Uh, yeah, because the sticks don't show up. It's infuriating. The Royals, 8-12 and 12 on their home turf. Kansas City has hit 37 home runs this season, last in the AL. The Brewers have gone 11-8 and eight away from home, and the offense has a compiled a .214 batting average 
as a team this season, which is last in the NL. Is that oh, that's overall, not not a on the road split? Yes, overall, yeah. Okay. Well, if you remember, we had that statistic with uh, Brandon Woodruff and the Milwaukee Brewers, where Brandon Woodruff is actually for qualifying pitchers has the least amount of run support. Where in yeah. uh, Brandon Woodruff starts, the Brewers were giving or were scoring. 1.82 runs per game. Ooh, that ain't gonna I got some. I got games. some bad stats here. The last <laughs> ten games for the Royals, uh, for both teams. Royals are two and eight, like we just said, batting two two four. That's their batting average, two twenty four. Better than Brewers. That's better than the Brewers for the entire season. Yep, and they're they got a four point nine two ERA, and, and they've been it's a perfect slump. They've been outscored by sixteen runs. The Royals in the last ten games. The Brewers. So the Royals two and eight, batting two twenty four. ERA of 4.92, outscored by 16 runs in the last 10 games. They're 2 and 8. The Brewers are 4 and 6 their last 10 games with a batting average of 1.96 and an ERA of 3.76, been outscored by 12 runs. Hold on, with with what? Their last 10. Yeah. The Brewers are 4 and 6. Yep. Their batting average is 1.9 or 0.196. Okay. <laughs> I I th- that's where I was confused. I thought you meant like the ERA was 1.96. Oh, no, that would be pretty sick. Yeah. Their ERA is 3.76. Okay. So, oof, Let's go to the phones really quick. Oh, oh, oh. Patience. Wow. Patience is a virtue. But right now, there's really no team that's playing much worse than the Kansas City Royals. Patience. There really isn't. No. You're right. And no. I, the Brewers, well, when, I mean, you, when you start to talk about some of the worst teams that are currently playing in the last couple of weeks, the Brewers are up there, but the Royals have to be the worst. Yeah, this is the slump buster. Here's the thing. Of all the bad stats I just read you, the Brewers are still second in the NL Central at 21-20. and 20. Hey. They're still second. Like I said. Uh, okay. Probably the worst uh, division in baseball. Kansas City, though, is third. In the AL Central, they're uh, 18 and 22, but they are just going on hard times. But Rowdy, the Kansas City Royals were nonstop playing like the Detroit Tigers to start the season, right? They played. Remember how like the Brewers played nine games with the Cubs? Yeah, they had a ton of games with the Tigers. Yeah. And the Tigers stink. And they're, the Tigers are one of the worst teams in baseball. I didn't. Oh my God! Look at here. I didn't realize how bad the freaking Minnesota Twins are. The Twins are 13 and 26. They suck. Took three of four from the Brewers. Stop it. All right, we'll come right back with the Razor's Edge. Two, two of three. Two of three. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Well, I don't. That was a long time ago. That was. <laughs> yeah, it was a really long time Almost ago. Almost two months ago. Time is the first week of <laughs> April. Time has no meaning anymore. Excited for this cat. It feels like I haven't talked to him in, in months, but time has no relevancy anymore. And with the distance, the heart does grow fonder. Grant Pills of the Wisco Sports Show. What's up, Grant? Oh, not much, Evo. Did I talk to you last week? It it does feel like it's been longer, but uh, as you say, or I think I've heard you say, time is but a a social construct. That's what time is. Is that something you say? That seems like something you'd say. You are correct, yes. That's what I figured. Time time does not matter, Grant Bills. Time is just a man-made construct. You are correct. Just sports and Bloody Marys and cooking food with your wife. That's all I ever And lifting weights, too, yes. Yeah, Yeah, that, too. Yeah, flexing your muscles, of course. They're pretty big right now, Grant. And speaking of uh, lifting some weights, are you in the gym again? We got to get you, um, you know, you would ask me what quantifies a beta male as a beta male, and I said, Grant Bills, if you have to ask what a beta male is, then you might be a beta male. Have you, have you been lifting weights? What have you been do, uh, doing? 
I haven't since last week. I was way up north this weekend. I was way off the uh, the grid up by beautiful Lake Superior. So I haven't lifted since the middle of last week. Well, I got to work late tonight. I'm going to be at work for the Brewer game. So tomorrow, I think I'm going to get back on the. Uh, well, Grant, I saw I saw that cat from UW Whitewater who was drafted. He was up north, and there was a video gone viral of him, and he was basically doing what Rocky did before fighting Drago. He was working out in the Northwoods, lifting trees, lifting rocks, all kinds of stuff. So it sounds like an excuse from Grant Bills. Well, you know, we did do uh, – my buddy has a cabin up in Hayward, which is where we stayed, and we did an ab workout on the dock one morning. Like, we did a, okay. we did a couple workouts. Okay. I was on I'll my feet the whole weekend. I'll take Didn't it. drink any booze. Another so it was it was a good healthy weekend, but you know nothing like you do getting in the weight room and just throwing massive amounts of weight around and massive amounts of booze. You gotta you know <laughs> you gotta keep your body guessing. So Grant, Grant, something that uh, is now coming to fruition: the NBA playoffs. I said, I, Grant, you know this about me. Wake me mm-hmm. up when the NBA playoffs start. The playoffs are here. Uh, the play-in games start tonight. What do we think of this play-in tournament? I think, I think. <laughs> Half or three of the four of the games will probably <laughs> stink. I, I think Lakers Warriors would be really good, but like with March Madness, I think it's the same thing. If you can get one good game in the play-in tournament and one relevant team, I think it's worth it. And I think you're you're doing good. And I think the NBA gets that with the Lakers and the Warriors. You're going to get one game from one of those teams and two from the other. So that's I, I think we're doing okay now. The Western Conference games aren't until tomorrow night, if I'm. If I'm correct, I think the playing tournament's going to be a blast. It did create some weird uh, gamesmanship this last weekend, like the Clippers lost to the two worst teams. No, in the I have NBA. to ask you about the Clippers. You were described the Clippers as a beta move. Tell me more. Yeah, well, not something that normally. I, I don't know if I've ever said that on my show before, but I. It was a little tribute to you yesterday because Thank you. I, was, I was talking about how the the Clippers want to win the NBA Finals, right? They're a team with a goal of winning the NBA Finals. Very realistic for them. And they lost to the Rockets, who were terrible. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Thunder, who had lost 23 of 24 games. Like, they tried so hard to lose two in a row just so they could avoid the Lakers. Like, that's, it, that's a beta move, right? Like, are you kidding me? You're, you want to win the finals, and yet you're scared of meeting up with the Lakers, who are the seven seed. Like, you don't even want to be on their side of the bracket. I, I thought that was a beta move. I, I think you would agree. No. And you know what happens, Grant, to people with those type of mindsets? They lose. And you know mm-hmm. the exact team that does does that as well? The Your Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> this is why I can't stand them. Yeah, they did it a couple years ago for the to face the Celtics, yep. right? And then look what happened. Mm-hmm. The Celtics wow. still beat them. That year was the the Joe Prunty year. Are we talking about twenty? Yeah, Joe Prunty. Like, yeah, hey, hey. yeah. You oh my! You can't diss on the uh, the, what is the it? Apprentice, the, the Great Britain. Um, <laughs> it's the Apprentice, coach. Grant. It's the Apprentice. Uh, Feel free to use. I that. would have. I would have killed to listen to you guys during the Joe Prunty playoff run. Oh, I dude, bet that was it was electric. It was electric, that. dude. Uh, was Thought Maker on that team too? We had. Uh, yeah. Well, um, um, he was throwing knees. It was. It was. Athanakumpo and the Apprentice. Yeah. So Grant. The Apprentice. Speaking. <laughs> Grant Bills with the Wisco Sports Show joining us right now. Feel free to use that. Uh, Grant, once the Apprentice does come back to the NBA, because it's inevitable. Grant, how yeah. about the Milwaukee Bucks? Though, what do you think of this matchup? The three seed, the Bucks against the six seed, Miami Heat. Now, uh, to quote Khan from Revenge of um, No Wrath of Khan, Star Trek. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Are the Bucks have revenge on the brain because they're the team, the Heat that beat them in the bubble last year? Well, 
for the same reason that I think the Clippers are kind of being a beta team right now, I, I actually like what the Bucks have going. Because if the Bucks truly do want to make the finals, and like that's their goal, it's not just about putting together a nice little run, but they want to try to get through the East to make the finals, then you're going to have to beat Brooklyn. You're going to have to beat Philly. Miami cannot be a concern to them. You know what I mean? Like They can't freak out about playing the, the six-seeded Heat. So I, in a weird way, I actually kind of like it because I think it'll get them locked in and ready to go right from the jump, or it'll get them eliminated either way. And if the Bucks get eliminated by the Heat, I mean, oh, 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 oh. The, oh, the media is gonna the media is gonna come for them. Will they? Like we have never seen. Yeah, the, the Bucks fans would be best to stay off social media, and it, it would be bad. But, but my point is, like, the last few years they've started with the Magic and the Pistons. I think it might be good for them to get in a live dogfight of a series right off the bat. It gets Coach Bud thinking on his feet. It gets the players locked in. Now, of course, these could be famous last words, and maybe the Heat beat him in five again, and I sound like an idiot. But if they want to win the title, they're going to have to beat good teams, and the Heat are a good team. So I think it's good to start the playoffs right away with the bang. Now, do you take in any of the regular season? Uh, you know, I really don't, but let me ask you, do you take in any of the regular season? Bucks went, what, 2-1 and one in the series, but no Jimmy Buckets in any of those games? I'm a little nervous for the dog, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this regular season. You look back at all at all the prime. Tyler Hero's time. really been like not that great this season, by the way. Like I know his, I think his numbers are just slightly better, but I think the Heat are like worried about him and his uh, swag right now. Well, yeah, that's his number one trait. That the Heat. That's why the Heat drafted him was for his swagger. Um, so if he loses that, his value goes down. Yeah, Tyler Hero hasn't been great. Duncan Robinson hasn't been as good. They've regressed in some ways, but they've also dealt with injury luck. Like they've been without Jimmy Butler, who doesn't. Jimmy Butler doesn't score thirty. He doesn't shoot great from three. He's, he's not amazing at one specific thing. He's just a playmaker, and everything kind of works around him. Well, him and Bam Adebayo. That's this whole season, though, Evo. Like, none of these primetime matchups has had everyone healthy. LeBron and AD missed all this time, and Kawhi and Paul George were missing time, and, like, everybody's been hurt. So, no, I, I think for that reason, we could get into the playoffs and, and see some surprising outcomes. Unless, of course, you just didn't watch during the regular season, in which case nothing will surprise you because you – you know, you'll have no preconceived notions to go off. Of. And Grant, that's exactly that's exactly why the NBA is losing all this regular season viewership, though, because all these guys are either hurt or they're using load management. And when they have the yeah. big matchups, Grant, it's like not worth watching. I watch fourth quarters. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not ripping on you. I said on my show yesterday that I watch fourth quarters, Grant, in the regular season. Okay, Grant Bills. When it get when it gets warmer out and bright out, and I have things to go do, I'm probably not going to go home and watch as much NBA in the winter when it's dark. And I like I work until <laughs> you know seven at night. Yeah. I get home and it's depressing. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to watch NBA games. I, I'm with you this year, especially the season was so short and there were so many games, so players were either hurt or they had to rest to avoid getting Chris hurt. Middleton was, literally said, we don't care about the regular season anymore yeah i mean to an extent like they don't want to be worse than the three seed but the idea that they're going to run and gun for the best record in the east yeah i i would agree i don't think it makes sense for the bucks to to care about it to that degree well i do care about the bucks now grant because regular or regular season is over and the playoffs are here so let the games begin so grant before i let you go my friend um yeah. you know stranger to slump busters is the kansas city royals a good slump buster for the milwaukee brewers uh starting up today tonight I hope so. I'm not going to pretend that I followed the Kansas City Royals closely, but I know they got off to a red hot, red hot start, and they haven't been able to do a dang thing since. So I like that. I'm hoping, and I'm going to be in the bunch? WK. Yeah, just give me a bun. I'm going to be in the studio for the game tonight. 
I'm going to do a little late night brewers watching and working at work. And I'm just hoping a that the company, offense man. looks a little bit more consistent. Yeah, I'm a company man, Evo. You a true you know company that about man. Me. A true company man, which is why I'm going to continue to tell myself, yes, the brewers are good. Yes, their offense will get it going. And I will continue to do that even if they lose the next 20 games. I, I think this offense is better than it showed. Like, they have a couple of good hitters. Like, I like Wong, Kane. Garcia's got it going right now. I really like Travis Shaw. What they need is their big boppers back. Like, they have this great foundation that's just waiting for their two best bats, Kustin here and Christian Yelich. And until those two guys come back, it might be a struggle, but I'm all about it. I think they should have a good couple of days here. Grant, rumor is you have a Luis, uh, Luis Urias jersey in the mail. So be ready. <laughs> I did have to defend him yesterday, which is very out of character for me. It was a weird show. I had a caller call in and tell me that we should trade for Orlando RC. We should get him back. I didn't know how to respond to that. You probably pitched a tent. Yeah, well, just about it. Yeah, I, that's basically how I reacted. It was a great surprise. Uh, Grant, here's a great surprise for you. This is the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. Oh. I saw over the weekend that you were staring uh, over Lake Superior and thinking of this beautiful song, so this one's for you, Grant. How was your vacation, by the way? It was wonderful. It was peaceful, and it was quiet, and we got to be out in nature. And being by the shores of the Gitchigumi, Ebo, that's just mm. that's the place to be. I love it. Mm. Well, Gordon Lightfoot uh, agrees. He is nodding in approval right now, Grant, and we thank you for your time. We always have a blast with you. We would love to have you get to the gym. If you want to come down to Madison, I'll give you some pointers, brother. I'll sneak you in. I will be there Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. I expect an anytime drink and a rigorous workout for my bicep. Well, we're, we're, well, if it's a Saturday, <laughs> if it's Saturday, Grant, we're doing squats and deadlifts, one or the oh, other. Oh, okay, so leg day. I got gotcha. you. We're going legs. Okay. All right, brother. Well, we'll see you then. I'll start prepping for the workout, and we'll listen to you tonight from four to six on the Wisco Sports Show, like we do every night. Awesome. Thank you, Bill. Have a good one. See you, buddy. There he is, Grant Bills, and here's Gordon Lightfoot. Rowdy, you made a very interesting statement, and I can we talk about it? Can you? Can do you want? Do you want to do this? I would say I don't know if I mean it's 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 it's, it's devil's it's your, advocate. It's not your belief, right? It's devil's advocate. This is a this is sports talk radio, and in sports talk radio, sometimes you got to get a little nuts. Well, we've been we've been bagging on Rogers and and the look that it's kind of given him so far in this little saga between him and the Green Bay Packers. But to play devil's advocate. Obviously, he's saying that um, you know the front office and potentially the organization isn't up to snuff. Can right? I just can I just have George do this quick? This here. All right, want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts, Rowdy. Let's go, baby. To play devil's advocate, do you really think the Green Bay Packers are one of the best uh, franchises in the NFL? <laughs> and I quote. To play devil's advocate, do you really think the Green Bay Packers are one of the best franchises in the NFL? Rowdy, that's a bold statement, playing devil's advocate, obviously. We're getting nuts, though, because in this, you got to get a little nuts. Rowdy, well, we, why'd you, why'd you, we, why did you say this? Because we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Why did you say this? You look at... Um, to play devil's advocate. All you, you know, everybody listening, everybody knows... At least one person, at least one person that will wear, you know, the NFC North champion <laughs> the T-shirt, t-shirt or the hat from, you know, insert any given year. Rony, you know I still that. I wear a Brett Favre back-to-back MVP 
sweater sometimes. That was before he got his third one. But but what is what is the real winning mindset? What does everybody really want? It's the, the Super Bowl, the Lombardi Trophy. And the Packers have just one or sorry, two Super Bowls in the past 30 years with guys like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback for them. But Rowdy, they have 13 NFL championships. What do you mean? But yes, to your point, Brett Favre, one Super Bowl, been to two. Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl, been to one. But everybody seems to be like it's happy or good enough, right? When you look back on it, it's like, oh, good enough. They won the division again this year. They won the division again last year. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to win the division again this year. If Rodgers is quarterback. Then when you look at the division, you're like, okay, well, you have the Minnesota Vikings. They've never won a Super Bowl. In fact, it's one of the greatest jokes of all time. The empty trophy case that collects dust in Minnesota. It's beautiful. What, they have a a merger championship in 69? Okay. Okay, cool. That's that's almost 60 years ago now. And then you look at the Lions. They're a, they're a laughing stock of the NFL. They're they're the Cleveland Browns of the NFC. I mean, the Lions. The Lions. The were, joke writes itself. Yeah, the Lions. I guess you can say they were good in the fifties. Again, that's seventy years ago. <laughs> and then it's you the look Lions. at then you look at the Bears. They have one Super Bowl, and we hear about it from every single Bears fan that's ever lived. Nineteen eighty five. Yep, nineteen eighty five. In fact, uh, the the other beautiful joke: Marty McFly and Doc. Set to 1985, they needed DeLorean. If you're a Bears fan, to the, go back and celebrate. The rest of their the rest of their championships are all in the you know the NFL championship era, which is pr- mid 60s and earlier. Yeah, that's not a lot of winning coming out of the NFC North or even the NFC. I guess at the time Central. Mm, correct. It, the Bears have a lot of championships, but that's obviously you know from 1921 the, to 1963. We talk span. about the Packers. I mean. Yeah, you talk about the last 30 years having two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You got two Super Bowls and three appearances. And, and then if you go back even further than that, in the, the early Super Bowls, those were the first two ones ever. That's almost 60 years ago. <laughs> so are you shaking Packer Nation to their core right now? But you're playing devil's advocate, Rowdy. De- Rowdy's playing devil's advocate right now. I get it. I got the phone lines blowing up. All right, Rowdy just set the stage. Let's talk about it. Line one, welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, this is Conrad from Orlando, hey. uh, representing Green Bay Packer Nation. You guys could be devil's advocate, but I'm going to, you know, this is, we're going to just start the debate. Full Here disclosure, Conrad. This, I eat, sleep, and breathe Green Bay Packers. I bleed I green you. and gold. It's just, I, know. I played the George I know Costanza you clip. Do. You want to get nuts, Conrad? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. So here's the deal. We are not only one of the best, but we are the best franchise in the NFL and NFL history. And it has a lot to do, you know, fans are going to be fans. You know, we all have, we all have our, our disgruntled natures, okay? But the bottom line is this, is this is a fan base that just frankly don't give up, okay? We go through the hard times. We go through the happy times. We want more happy times. But when it comes right down to it, this is the people's team, all right? Mm-hmm. The people's team is the Green Bay Packers out yes. of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yes. The smallest market in the NFL and have and have had more probably playoffs if you just look at playoffs playoffs playoffs, Playoffs. we make the playoffs and yeah we want more guys but honestly when it comes right down to it they're a fun team to root for you know we've had we've had uh we should have had more but we we haven't and there's maybe there's time but the bottom line is is that this is the people's team uh and I got a piece of paper Conrad I got a piece of paper that tells me I'm an owner so take that 
There you go. You're an owner. You feel like it, and that's why it hurts. They never listen to me. That's why it hurts when you get a quarterback out of Green Bay, and it's happened now. Now it's happened like twice. So it's like I I feel like this pattern. You know, you know, it just it needs to be broken. And uh, you know, whatever, whatever, Aaron. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Conrad. You and Ebo are starting to sound kind of like Aaron Rodgers here. Uh-oh. You're thinking you're an owner, and they don't listen to you. Uh-oh. Rowdy's, oh, you kind of right there, actually. Of, I don't have a piece of paper, Rowdy. He's got it in I his heart. Oh, I, He's got it in his I heart, don't. Rowdy. I, it, it comes from my heart. It comes from the couch that my dad destroyed watching another game that wasn't involved with the Green Bay Packers, hoping if there was a loss that we would make the playoffs. When Don Mikowski was the actual quarterback, the magic and we just and we finished ten and six, and when the when the Bears like it was the last play of the game, and the ball was in the air, and all of a sudden my dad's in the air, and he drops out, and boom breaks my uncle's couch. Never replaced that couch, by the way. Good for him. And uh, take a stand. You gotta yeah, take a stand. I mean, Good it, for him. It, it wrecked me forever, and it will always be the first most traumatic sports memory of my life. And uh, and that's why you know I bleed green and gold. I can't I can't shake it. I can't shake it. I've tried to shake it over the years. I've tried to, tried shake to be like, man, I wonder if I could be a fan of somebody else. I can't. You know, I, I wish I, I could quit you. Yeah, I wish I could quit you, man, but I can't. <laughs> so hey, here's the deal, guys. I'm uh, I got to punch in to go to work. So later, <laughs> have a good one. Oh, right. see you, Conrad. <laughs> Now I wanted to, if he didn't have to uh, rush punch in to go, go to work. Yeah, if he, he didn't have to go to <laughs> work. On, right I hope now, he didn't start at eight o'clock because it's eight ten. I was going to ask Conrad because uh, do you remember the 2018 Green Bay Packers season? Oof, that was I tried to forget it, Rowdy. Do you remember who the number one overall pick was in 2019? Uh, who was that again? Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow. Do you remember when Conrad had a call talking about how he would trade Aaron Rodgers for Joe Burrow? Oh my God, I forgot Conrad said that. I believe his trade was I would take a first round pick and the number one overall from the Bengals for Joe or for Aaron Rodgers. So essentially, Joe Burrow and a number one overall pick for or the next one for the next year. Yeah. He said yeah, that. He did. He did. So I was going to ask if he was still looking to trade Aaron Rodgers. Conrad also called in a while back to say, could you please delete that one promo where I uh, give Corbin <laughs> Burns a bunch of crap because I love Burns. So Conrad can change. We all can change. Let's go I'm back just to curious. We welcome all phone calls at 608-321-1670 and text messages like this one from a resident booze hound, Aaron Knudsen, who I did not know was once uh, the prince of Sentinel Mai. How come no one ever told me that? He, did you see that Facebook picture of him? He was once the little Norwegian prince of Sentin to Mai. Did you know that? And it was only downhill from there. Yeah. Many many would say that's when Sentin to Mai peaked in Stoughton. When he was, how old are you then, Knutson? You had to have been like real young. The prince of Sentin to Mai. I'm in royalty right now. He says, love me some Packers, but they are not the best team in the NFL. The nut kick continuum keeps kicking me in the goodies since 2010. I have blue balls from so much bruising. We need to win another Super Bowl. With Rodgers. Now, as Rowdy was playing devil's advocate, first brought it up, said, can you really say the Packers are the best franchise when you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back? This is always the conversation, right? Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back with only two Super Bowls to show for it and of, we make, over 30 years. And we make we make fun of the rest of the division for not being able to win Super Bowls or win anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you're, so you're basically guaranteed to win the division every single year, right? Yes. Because they stink. We've already went over it. Lions haven't been relevant since the 50s. 
Vikings, they don't have any Super Bowls. It's hilarious, the joke. The Bears have one, and it's 85. We all know this. Super Bowl shuffle, funny, DeLorean, hilarious. Now, if you look at it this way, with like um, free agency rules and the modern NFL since about 1990, you'd have to say the best uh, franchise, as much as you probably hate them, is the Patriots. They've played in hands down. They've played in eleven Super Bowls since nineteen ninety. It's a dynasty. That's that's, that's basically it. one every three years. That's insane. It's insanity. Uh, we'll keep talking about it, and I want to talk about the NFC North because I have a story that's coming out of the NFC North, Rowdy. As the Packers are worried about Aaron Rodgers' drama, well, there's a different kind of drama in another NFC North foes building. Could lose a hand. Are the Packers truly the best? franchise in the NFL, as many would suggest. Now, I walk around with a G on my chest. I love me some Green Bay Packers. You can rub my G-spot, baby. But Rowdy, uh, Rowdy, reset. You were playing devil's advocate. You just had mentioned it off-air to RJ and I when RJ was in here. And you're like, can you really say that they're the best franchise out there when you have two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks and only two Super Bowls to show for it? You would think if you had Hall of Fame quarterbacks over a span of 30-plus years, you would be able to get to more than three and win more than two. But that just goes to show that winning is hard in the NFL. Like Winning in professional sports, a championship, is tough to do. But you would think if you have back-to-back Hall of Famers, you would probably have your best shot, your best odds of doing it because isn't, I don't know, the quarterback position the most important position in football? Yeah, and I think that's only becoming more and more clear each year, each passing year in the NFL, right? Definitely in the NFL. I mean, how often do you see like a Trent Dilfer get there now or a Joe Flacco get there? Who, In fact, who's the last quarterback to really get there? You're like, man, I can't believe this guy got there. Was it Was it a Joe Flacco? Uh, it could have been a Jared Goff. Oh, yeah, definitely a Goff. Yeah, I mean, that team or, was riddled or, with or talent, Or to be though. completely honest, like a Nick Foles. Yeah, with the run. But, With uh, Big D Nick. But look who's on the other side of both of those Super Bowls. Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. He broke the rules. Tom Brady, habitual winner. And that's a guy that no one ever thought would be anything. And now here he is, flaunting all his rings. So, Rowdy, looking around the NFC North, are the Packers truly that good, or are they just a just a you know circumstance that they're in the NFC North and the other organization around them are just god-awful? No, the Bears have history. Bears have tons of history. You know, they're a great organization historically. It's kind of like getting into the argument, would you rather be consistently good like the Packers have been, or would you rather have been, you know, know, say a lesser team like an 8-8 consistently, but you have like five Super Bowls? Okay, so a lot of people are like, well, the AFC's weak. The AFC this, the AFC that. And you look at, you know, the AFC, and you look at the... Well, New England Patriots. Yeah, the, the, you're talking about the AFC East is weak? It's so weak. Yeah. It was. It's, I don't think it much anymore, still, but it was. They still went on, and not only did they win divisions, they won Super Bowls. That's the thing. That's what I'm getting at. I was like, well, the Patriots were in a weak AFC, the AFC East. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, okay, I get that. But here's the flip side. They went on and won countless Super Bowls. The Packers are in the weak NFC North. And we got a bunch of NFC Championship games to show for it, and a lot of them are losses, obviously. So what's the difference? Yeah, we got two type, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Those type of games are are more or less heartbreakers too, because they all, well, the majority of them, you come up on the losing end. 
And like uh, Blues Hound Knutson said, there's a nut kick continuum for a reason. No, Tom Brady's always had, what, a top five, top ten defense when he's trotted on to win a Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers has always got a bunch of guys that, um, after they're done with the game, got to go moonlight selling some used cars couldn't after say, they're done covering Julio Jones. Couldn't you say that's also, though, a, a product of how the organization is run? Correct. Yeah. All right, we'll keep talking about it. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, boys. It's Corey from Mercury. Corey, what's up, brother? So this is a pretty provocative question that Rody asked. I'm appreciative of this. Gets the people going, dude. We, yeah. we, we love the opportunity for you I to call in, too. I can tell the cheeseheads are all fired up this morning. We love but stirring the pot, Corey. <laughs> as a Packers fan, I'm going to look at this a little more realistically. So the way I look at Rowdy's question is thinking of it like in different terms. Like if we're seeing they're the best organization, like business run, like in terms of like resources, I'd yeah. say they're probably top three. Getting the cash flow right. in? Right. So like they've got a nice stadium. Like I'm sure you guys have gone to games there. Like it's a great experience. Oh, it's beautiful. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like they got 8,000 people. You got a sledding hill now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, they, that's their crown jewel. Mark Murphy's crown jewel is the sledding hill. Right. So on that end, I'd say they're top three, probably like right up there with the Cowboys, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <clears throat> on the other hand, you're looking at, okay, are they one of the best from a results standpoint? And I tend to agree with Rowdy because, like, you think about it's a function of where they're playing, right? Like the – teams they're playing against have been pretty average to below average for a long time because they haven't had a good quarterback or they've had middling quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. But then when you put them up against the Packers, up against like the top competition from somewhere else, like as we've seen in Tampa Bay or San Francisco, like they just fall flat on their you-know-whats and like they just can't get over that hump except for that one magical run in 2010, which was awesome. Sure. Right? Yeah, sure oh yeah, a lot it's of incredible. Lions fans would be like ready to give their left arm for one Super Bowl. <laughs> they're complaining like they're not doing enough. So yes. like there's somewhere like you gotta look at it like don't be spoiled, right? We've been pretty spoiled as Packers fans for thirty years. But we want to you know, we look at the Patriots and they've got enough Super Bowls to freaking you know Well, they're a dynasty, you know, it's yeah. So like And we thought the Packers would be on one after that twenty ten Super Bowl when like dynasty coming up for well, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, that's what I thought at like twenty eleven when they went fifteen and one and then like they gave Aaron Rodgers three weeks off, which was one of the dumber decisions Mike McCarthy ever like don't get me started on that, but anyhow <laughs> Let it go, Corey. I, I, it's been a it's been a it's been a while. I hope it's been ten years. Not as bad as not as bad as Aaron Rodgers. I just <laughs> totally remember Well Corey, um, always a always a pleasure. You got you got more on yeah. your mind? Uh not really. I just want to say I agree kind of with Rowdy's point. There I think it's a, it's a reasonable question to ask. And now when we, we're on the precipice of possibly losing Aaron Rodgers and you're, you went to back-to-back NFC Championship games, mm-hmm. one away from the Super Bowl, you're in Lambeau. Tom Brady comes in and punks you his first time in the NFC. It just makes it that more painful. I'm still with Rowdy on this, though. I think Rodgers is either playing or he's going to be sitting. Well, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what happens. Away. It'll oh. be fun. All right. All right, see you, Corey. Going, see you, brother. Bye. See you, Corey. All right, there's Corey and Marshall. And we know this is Phil. Phil in Madison. Phil, is that you? Yep. Hey, Phil, what's up, brother? The key isn't a good quarterback. The key is having a far underpaid quarterback. Correct. Which, yeah, implies some level of being good. But you look at the quarterbacks that have made it, it hasn't been that they've been necessarily great, but they've been so underpaid that they've been able to, the teams have been willing to put money elsewhere. 
after Rogers Super Bowl and Favre Super Bowl, those two weren't underpaid anymore. No, they were overpaid. I mean, not overpaid, but they were paid handsomely. Right. They they were paid what they were worth. Yes. I mean, and that's not anything against them, but the Packers didn't have the money to throw in other places to help them out. Yeah. And then Tom Brady, what Tom Brady's always around like 10 to 15th, you know, uh, for quarterback pay. Like he's always like 10 to 15. He's never a top paid quarterback. And look at all the Super Bowl rings that guy has. Exactly. Man. That's my point. Hey, uh, Phil, it's a great point. And what's your gut telling you about Rodgers moving forward? Is he going to stay a Packer? Is he going to go elsewhere? Is he going to retire? What do you think? He's going to be a Packer or he's not going to play. Love it, dude. Phil, thanks for calling in, brother. Take care, bud. See you, man. There he is. Phil in Madison. Uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation, interesting topic. And a lot of people always bring it up, but I don't think everyone wants to dive completely into it because they're scared of what's on the other side. As Jack Nicholas has said, you can't handle the truth. Rowdy, it is criminal, isn't it? 30-plus years, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two Super Bowls. And a lot oh, sorry, brother. And a lot of tough losses in later in the playoffs, like either in NFC Championship games or Divisional Series games, where you get your heart ripped out mm-hmm. because you had these high expectations, because you had the Hall of Fame quarterback, you had an offense. And that's the other thing that, I mean, we've talked about this a lot you have the offense and then you stop there <laughs> the years that they found ways to win the super bowl they had the defense too well and you had you know rogers to phil's point rogers and Favre not being paid and what they're worth quote unquote. you talked about tom brady how he's got all these super bowls remember um you go well tom brady's always had a top five ten yeah. top half defense when he wins the super bowl yeah well Look, he's, he still does even in uh, Tampa Bay, <laughs> and he's still winning. Tom Brady is... It, it's it's almost like it takes a complete team to win a Super Bowl, hmm. huh? Yeah, what a novel concept. It takes a team. Not just one individual who gets paid a lot of money, but a team to win a Super Bowl. The Vince Lombardi Trophy to hoist it over your head to be a, the man on top of the mountain or the team on top of the mountain, Rowdy. Well, it's that stat out there, right? I mean, if you're a top five paid quarterback, you do not win Super Bowls. Well, what do we? I mean, Z and the D brought up the Pittsburgh Steelers, and obviously they're they're a top five franchise. What are they? What are they always known for? Defense, having a good defense, and then you bring the along steel curtain. Yeah, you bring along uh, Hall of Fame worthy quarterbacks like Terry Bradshaw and and Ben Roethlisberger and some of the guys in between. Mm-hmm. That's how you're winning. You, you got both sides of the ball are good. Hey. Like it's it makes sense, right? Yep. It, keep keep it, it simple, does. stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes, indeed, Rowdy. The kiss method. I like that. Keep it simple, stupid. But here we are, and I would think right now the Packers are what far from anything simple right now, because you don't know what's happening. No one knows what's happening with their Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and when you look at some other franchises, it's it's not like everyone's perfect. Like New England is obviously kind of their own animal. But you look at the Cowboys and what uh, Jerry Jones assembled. Jerry Jones is great at finding talent and, and taking chances, but where he falls off is his ego. If he would have let Jimmy Johnson just do his thing, yeah, how many more Super Bowls would they have had? That's a good question. And the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, but Rodgers turned it down. Now, I don't think Rodgers turned it down because he's like, I'm going to go back and not be a top-paid quarterback and win a Super Bowl with the Packers. I think Rodgers just said, screw you guys, I want out.
Hey, whoever thought of the play-in tournament for the NBA? Two, take two weeks off, then quit. How about that? Would that do all right, Rowdy? It's the just play it's so just... stupid. So it's so dumb. All right, uh, we're gonna talk Bucks closer uh, to the weekend because the Bucks start about May twenty-seconds when playoffs start uh, for the teams that aren't in the play-in tournament. So the play-in tournament is beyond asinine. Um, so the nine and the ten, so the nine and the ten seed will play each other. The winner of the nine ten matchup will get the loser of the seven eight matchup, and the winner of the seven eight matchup becomes the seven seed. Then the winner of the nine ten matchup and the loser of the seven eight matchup they play each other, and whoever wins that they then become the eight seed. So you could potentially have uh, the Washington Wizards right now are the eight seed at 34 and 38. Okay, that's pretty stinky. You potentially could have it even stinkier, though. The Indiana Pacers or the Charlotte Hornets could become the eight seed, and they are the Pacers are 34 and 38, or the Charlotte Hornets were the 10 seed, 33 and 39. See, that's what I just, it just doesn't make that much sense because what's the point of playing in this season 72 games then? Even if you look in the West with the Los Angeles Lakers, they went 42 and 30. If they potentially lose their two games, they could find themselves out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. even though they were the seventh seed and they were clearly better than the eight, the nine, and the 10. I mean, potentially. The Lakers could be out of the playoffs, and the Spurs could find their way into the playoffs with a 33 and 39 record. Yeah, and the Lakers are 42 and 30 in the exactly. Season. And if they play two bad games, or you know, say AD's not good enough to go, or LeBron LeBron's James ankle's still a little quad or bum. hamstring or whatever it is bum that ankle. gets tight. Yeah, all of a sudden now they're not in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Like it's it kind of goes back to when we were talking with the. Green Bay Packers and, and fans being all right with just being good, not wanting to go all in and be great. Yeah. It's kind of it's rewarding mediocrity. You finish 33 and 39. Go sit on your couch. Yeah. And like everyone else and watch. The Lakers or you know, the Golden State Warriors, they're 39 and 33. Steph Curry is a scoring champion. Steph Curry, you know, many th- think should be the MVP, probably not going to be, whatever. He was fun to watch. Golden State Warriors are 39 and 33. They could be t- potentially be ousted. By a Memphis Grizzlies who are thirty-eight and thirty-four, or to Rowdy's point, the Spurs who are thirty-three and thirty-nine. What's the point? Why did you? This is why the regular season well, for the NBA. The NBA it is doesn't losing mean anything. The NBA is losing so much of the regular season of people caring. I don't yeah. care about the regular season. The Lakers are nine games better than the Spurs, but then they still got to play in this little play-in tournament to see who's in. Yeah, it, it basically tells you. The regular season means nothing. And when you look at the NBA with their garbage load management stuff and and all these other, you know, where they all of a sudden you have a guy that, oh, it pops up and and yeah, you know what? He's going to sit out today, 30 minutes before like the game's supposed yeah, to tip. Yeah, it's so dumb. But hey, playoffs are here. Bucks are the three seed. Miami Heat the six seed. Revenge on the brain for the Bucks. Like I'm, I remember being a kid wanting to go to like Bucks games. And the Bucks were awful. It's like, can they get the eight seed? Can they get the seven seed? And the reason why we went to the game was because Allen Iverson was playing for the Sixers. Sure. We yeah. didn't go to the game to watch the Milwaukee Bucks play. You didn't want to see like Michael Red or uh, Andrew Bogut? 
It was for Allen Iverson. <laughs> and then, of course, that was the night where him and the, was it Larry Brown at the time, got in a spat. Yeah. And he didn't even play. Oh, he didn't even play? He showed up at halftime and then sat on the bench. <laughs> we talking about practice? Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? The Pets is back. Are you, though? <laughs> I just got I'm that in, much. In the I'm in control, Charlie. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> The pest is back, but is he? Just one second, Charles. So, Rowdy. But that, that just shows you, like, how the regular season means nothing. Like, you have you have guys yeah. that are, like, some of the better players in the NBA. Chris Middleton said it earlier. Playing. Uh, literally, Chris Middleton said earlier this season before the Bucks played the Lakers, we don't care about the regular season. It's all about what we do in the postseason. And like I, I no, obviously you need to care because you got to get a good seed and make them qualify for the playoffs. But do you even does it? The NBA is to your point, Rowdy is awarding, rewarding, mediocrity. Well, I the mean, Charlotte Hornets are thirty three and thirty nine. They have a potential chance to be in the actual playoffs coming up. Here. It's all it's all mindset and attitude, right? Yeah. Because I mean, Michael Jordan. Could you imagine someone trying to tell you? You watched the Last Dance. I loved it. Remember, was it the late '80s where Michael Jordan was coming off that uh, broken foot or fractured whatever he had in his yeah. in his foot? Yeah. And they're like, "No, you can't. You can't. You can't be playing. You can't be doing this stuff. You need to let it that. heal." And he went home and was like, still practicing and dunking and doing stuff. Yeah. And then he came back and they're like, "We're going to put you on a minutes restriction." He's like, hell, He's hell like no. "No, you're not. No, you're not. We not. can win this game. I'm going out there and playing. My yeah. foot's fine." Yeah. And. He continued to do that stuff. And then you look at the superstars of today who are like LeBron's like, well, I'm 35 years old. Yeah, I'm getting I just older. Got, my hangnail just, I couldn't, I didn't clip I, my hangnail off right. It's a little I long. And I don't really want to hurts. play tonight against the Sacramento Kings because one, they're trash. We could probably win without them. I already brought in this guy named Anthony Davis that's pretty good. So, I mean, if I can't, if I don't want to play, he'll just carry the team anyways. It's just such a different, uh, different mindset, different attitude. Yeah. It's. <laughs> And it, I think it's, it's, it's bad taken the, the fun. I think out it's of bad it. for the game because it makes the regular season boring. I know the regular season is very boring. Look, look, they just opened it up more. I just said it. The Charlotte Hornets are thirty-three and thirty-nine. They're in a version of this playoffs. The San Antonio Spurs are thirty-three and thirty-nine. They're in this version of the playoffs now. It's insane. <laughs> like, why, why, why bother? With a regular season that's so long, seventy-two games a season. We'll be back to eighty-two. Uh, let's go back like, to. Uh, well, yeah. real quick before you go to the call. Oh, it could be with the the kid. Major League Baseball expanded playoffs last year. Remember? Yeah, I've never been so upset to watch Major League Baseball playoffs with the Brewers being in it than I was last year because they were so frustrating. But your team was in the playoffs, so Rowdy. bad, and they were below five hundred, and they got the. Opportunity to have the Dodgers kick their ass. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Who's this? You got your Maytag man right here. Well, what's up, Zach? Right here. What's going on, Blake? So, how, there are 30 teams in the NBA, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, we have 20 teams of the NBA correct. in the playoffs. Yes. That is 66.6%, correct? <laughs> that, is two thir- that is two-thirds. Of the league is in the playoffs. So what's the point of the regular season then? So, and then when they were earlier this year, when they were talking about, oh, we might even do like mid-season tournaments. Yeah, the and, mid-season tournament. Like what? Like, come on! I the NBA is almost starting to be a gimmick. It's almost starting to be like starting. Harlem Globetrotters. I don't. You think, know, I don't where, think it's starting, Zach. I think it is now. Well, yeah. I, it's a, 
the NBA is hemorrhaging viewers. Yeah. Hemorrhaging viewers. So they're trying to do whatever they can to drum up more viewership. And okay, I Zach, think, as a casual viewer, would you really want to see the 9 and 10 seed, the Indiana Pacers, who are 34 and 38, and the Charlotte Hornets, 33 and 39, play each other for a game? Probably not. Yeah. However, however, if I'm a team of one of those fans in one of those cities or beyond one of those cities, for example, that will help get viewership that way. Maybe. <laughs> that's but the key word, I, maybe. But but that's the thing. Like You're now banking on not so much the casual fan, you're banking on the hardcore fan to tune in. And the hardcore fan's already tuning in anyway, so yeah, totally. you're, you're not really going to be getting that much more money yeah, if you're trying uh, to get the, the if you're TV trying to contract. get the casual fan, do you think the casual fan gives two craps about the Pacers and the Hornets? No. Yeah, I don't even think the no. hardcore fans care. I would care more about the uh, Hornets if Michael Jordan said he was going to lace them up for a game. That's then, right. I, then I'd turn it That'd on. Be cool. Right? I absolutely. Well, so, we got we got a, we got a comment here from uh, Kane fan. He says whoever finishes nine or ten aren't technically in the playoffs. I understand that. It's like the 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 first four in for the NCAA tournament. Is it technically the tournament? Yeah, it kind of is, but it's still like, who cares? Right. I mean, with the NCAA, it works. I, I think it works, especially now that we've had a couple of 11 seeds that have gone on and make it into the Elite Eight and into the Final Four. Yeah. Because uh, what, didn't George Mason, they were they were a play-in well, look at, um, a number UCLA. of years ago. And then UCLA was just a play-in this last year. But so there's, I, it, I bet you so many more people would rather watch college basketball than they would NBA, though, you know? Right, but I think here's here's what the NBA I think is banking on. Maybe maybe one of those, maybe one of these teams. And I, I haven't been watching any of these teams, so I don't know if they exactly because made a it's little bit of a late now. run. I don't know if they've made a little bit of a late run. I know the Lakers that the Lakers have fallen off here in the last six weeks, and I think it'd be because aren't they going to be playing Golden State? Yes. I think that is going to be one of the highest-rated games that you're going to see because Steph Curry against LeBron. I think that's going well, to be well. That'll be a good one because you got because you got star power. I mean, like, could could you name right. who's on the Pacers? Could you name who's on the Hornets? Could you name who's on the Memphis Grizzlies? Could you name who's still on the San Antonio Spurs? You know what I'm saying? Like you have right now right. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, the LA Lakers, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, et cetera, et cetera, Golden State Warriors. Like that's a matchup. Well, that's because they yeah those are teams that have been in the NBA Finals here what, six of the last seven years out of the West. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, that's, that's where it's going to be. But when you look at, say, for example, I mean, we've already talked, you know, 20 out of the 30 teams. Major League Baseball has how many, how many teams? 30 teams, right? And how many teams make the playoffs? Less than half. Yeah. And actually, I think it's, I think it's even less than a third. Yeah, no, you have your right division winners 10. and three wild cards. So, okay, so it's 10. It's 10 a out third. of 30, that's a, that's a third. Uh, hockey is half. NFL is just a little less than half. Uh, now that they've gone to 14 out of the yeah. 32, so, I mean, they're like 20, 24% or 28%. Well, Zach, right, right. before you came on, uh, when I talked about how it's the most frustrating I've ever had to do was watch the Brewers play in the playoffs last year, and normally like you're celebrating it as a Brewers fan because you don't get to see it a ton. But to your point, they let eight teams in from both sides last year. So now you have over right. a half, and it was meaningless. They're not doing that again. They're they're back. No, to it's normal, back right? to five. Okay, good. Right, and and I think that the, when you have a smaller 
playoff, I think it in, in the, it it does end up being more meaningful, no matter what Rob Manfred says <laughs> about his trophy being just a hunk of metal. I think it's a it's a much harder uh, tournament to win, and the the baseball tournament and the hockey tournament are the two hardest to win because in hockey the eight seed can beat the number one seed. We've seen it recently. The last time an eight seed has beaten a one seed in the NBA, it, it was still a five game series in the first round. That was uh, Denver over Seattle back when uh, Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, if no, you guys no. remember that, that's the last no, time no. an eight. That's the last time an eight beat a one in the NBA. It wasn't even a seven game series since it's gone to a seven game. An eight hasn't even. I don't even think it's been even close half the time. So, yeah, the NBA is. I they're they're jumping the shark, man. They're you like know. they're like the Fonz on that uh, behind that boat on the water right. skis, man. That's that's right. They are they are jumping the shark. Hey. I'll, I'll watch the I'll watch the Bucks. Hey, I'll, I'll watch that Lakers. I'll watch that Lakers Golden State game. That's I'll lit. watch that Laker. I'll watch that Lakers Golden State game. But that's that's about it. Yeah, that's that is that is about it. And speaking of uh, you know, Rowdy, since you were talking about it being hard to watch the Brewers, come on, man. You, yeah, you you're twins. You're twins, here. Zach. You're twins. Yikes. Come on, we, we've been absolutely all our bullpen this season is oh, yeah. dumpster fire. Stinks. I, even the guys, oh, Zach, hey, Zach, Zach, we're losing you. Uh, we're losing you, brother. And we we lost you, homie. I was, I was sure he was going to say, you guys are very handsome, smartest people out there, and your show is phenomenal. Thank you for calling in, Zach. And, thank and that's you part of the reason why we bet against the Twins today. And thank you for your kind words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rowdy did bet against the Twins. All right, 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. Hey, dude, I, I think that Lakers-Golden State Warriors matchup, that, that's going to be fun. Other than that, though, Saturday, that's when the Bucks and the Heat the rest of the guys are going to be going at it. Playoffs officially start May 22nd. The play-ins start tonight. So there you go. I, uh, I think the Lakers play tomorrow night, though, um, against the Warriors. Yeah, tomorrow at 9 o'clock, Judas, I guess, West Coast. All right, so there you go. You want to chime in, like I said, at the phone number is 608-321-1670. Twitch.tv, search my name, Ebo says, hit that follow button. And Kane fan says, not a lot of swagger from Bucks fans right now. I'm surprised. Well, here's the thing, Kane fan. Laying in the weeds. We're laying in the weeds. We got we got a playing tournament, you know, coming up here. Bucks play on Saturday. Jimmy Buckets, he's gonna be back in that lineup. Bucks haven't faced him yet this year. Bucks took the regular season series two to one. But it was a lot of guys hurt or resting. So playoffs a different animal. Tyler Hero, Wisconsin connection there. Check out his Instagram girlfriend, Wufta.